The Hollywood Reporter and Amazon Studio present Making the Ricardos Podcast, Episode 2, The Innovator, with Javier Bardem. I'm Ted Brown with The Hollywood Reporter. I'm here with Javier Bardem, playing the legendary Desi Arnaz from the movie Being the Ricardos. Javier, welcome. I wanted to first ask if you had a relationship with I Love Lucy, the show, growing up, watching reruns, favorite scenes, anything like that. I'm 52 years old, and yes, I've seen some episodes back in the day that they were coming from the States. Mm. It was not very uh, common that you could see those uh, TV shows. But then years prior, years before the shooting, I knew about the project and I started reading about it, about Desi and Lucy, and then I started to really get very immersed into what they meant to the world, to the arts, to the comedy sitcoms, to this uh, couple being married and uh, Desi being one of the best foreign persons to really make it here in the States in a big way because he was very visionary. And I was so interested in that story that I, I really started to read about it and watch every video and I pursued the role. I chased the role because I was immediately uh, linked to what he meant. I mean, I loved, I loved him as a person, what he re represented. I mean, it's incredible to think about movie takes place in 1952, and you think about a Cuban-American being on television, not only just being on television, running a media company, uh, creating these uh, camera setups that we still use today for, for different television shows. How did you prepare for bringing someone who was so multi-talented to screen? What, like everybody, like every other actor, I, I just got all the information that I could, which is his book, which is called A Book, which I love the, the title, I and mean, it's so fun to read his sense of humor is so great and pointing. And also there's a lot of uh, dramatic situations uh, going on in his life where adds the depth that he had. Uh, and then I watch the shows and I have, the, I have access to some private taping uh, through uh, Lucille, uh, his daughter. So I could hear, I could listen to him privately without playing uh, uh, Ricardo, right? Um, and that was very helpful. And there was a moment where you have to just assimilate everything you've learned and you've put into your body and just jump into the abyss of knowing that you are never going to be him, mm -hmm. but you hopefully are able to grasp the essence of what he meant and what he was as a person. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't know this about Desi until I watched the movie, but he was this incredible band leader. That was sort of his initial career. And there's some incredible scenes of you playing the bongo and performing, and it was it was really cool to watch. I mean, what was what was that preparation like? How did you bring that character to the stage, to the screen? I think, I think for me, the most important and challenging point of uh, creating Desi is his energy. He he has a very sensual and sexual energy, and sexual energy is not only about making sex. Sexual energy is something that comes from the bottom of your body, like he's a fire in your stomach that really releases through many ways. Uh, one being the music, other, the other being his way of putting things together and producing the show and making sure that everybody understands his vision, which it was a very unique and new vision of how to put together a show like that. 
that still today works for all the TV companies, for all the TV sitcoms, right? This multi-camera situation where the studio audience can watch the show simultaneously. So that energy, that impulse, that heartbeat of him, relentless heartbeat of him, had to be present in everything. Even when he feels down, he doesn't give up. He was a fighter. He was a revolutionary in his vision. And also he was a very warm, loving, caring people with his dark side, as everybody has, but also with a lot of sunshine going through his eyes and madly, madly love with, uh, with his wife. No matter what happened or this thing or that thing, he was madly, deeply in love with his wife. And his goal was to protect her from everything. Mm -hmm. And that relationship with her is something that I also was very, very moved and interested in portraying, very beautifully written by Aaron Sorkin, of course, which is a man that really, the only thing that he's focusing on is to protect his wife from all these horrible things that are going against her. While at the same time, he doesn't realize that himself is a danger towards her. And I think that's one of the beautiful tension points in the movie. I mean, there is this motif where it's talking about, well, just tell them you checked the wrong box when it came to being a communist. And, and Desi is like, no, no, just tell them you checked the wrong box. That's how this goes away. But Lucy's like, no, 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 I didn't do that. I didn't. You're protecting me from these things that I don't need to be protected from. Mm -hmm. That tension and that sort of contrasting, you know, I want my wife to be very successful. She's so talented. I love her so much. But also that instinct to protect is really complicated to bring to the screen. I wanted to ask sort of, you said that this is sort of an appealing part of the script. I wanted to ask how you brought that to life. Mm -hmm. I guess the first thing is to have the material. Yeah. Adam Sorkin is the best writer out there. I don't know if he's the best, but he's for sure one of the best in the world. So when you have that material as an actor and you see those dialogues and situations and scenes that he creates, there's a lot of clues for you as an actor to follow that you know he has worked so intensely and so consciously about creating a character, a behavior through those dialogues that you just have to follow those leads into the character that he portrayed in, on the page. That being said, when you have good material, it's a challenging thing because it really demands a lot of commitment in the sense that you better prepare yourself because that great material of, that you have, it really explores many, many, many layers in one scene. The relationship, the, the, the professional side, his personal demons, many things are involved in one conversation because it's so well written. So the way you prepare to that is to really work closely with those dialogue and that director and your colleague, in this case, Nicole, and try to figure out what's the conflict in the scene and what is each other trying to achieve from the other. And without losing the essence of those characters. It's funny because Nicole and I said that we jumped into this, the, the, the movie so rapidly because it was COVID time, there were, no, there were no rehearsals. We couldn't have almost any time to meet each other personally mm -hmm. until three days before shooting. And it's funny because we haven't met, I haven't met Nicole or she hasn't met Javier. We were just in the roles. 
And, and, and it's like, we didn't even have time to sit down and, hey, how are you doing? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? It's like, we had to relate each other from the character from the very first moment. We're Desi and Lucy from absolutely, the get-go. Absolutely. And I'm trying to figure out how to create that chemistry um, from the characters, not from the actors behind the characters. You said you read Desi's book. And I know that Desi's book is sort of one of the only uh, sort of pieces of literature about this life that they were living together. Were there any favorite stories that you had that you used for inspiration as you were sort of taking on this very dynamic person? There are many, many, many. I mean, I really highly recommend that book, call it book, because it's so funny, but it also takes so much of the story of Cuba, uh, part of Cuba uh, revolution, and also his hard way to get into his dream of his, mm -hmm. the dream of his, which being which was being a musician, when he really was coming here with one hand, like, like, like he said, con una mano delante y otra detrás, like almost with no pennies in the pocket. And then little by little, he really tried to accomplish, to have a voice on its own, that people from outside was very curious to see, hey, this thing that you're doing, I never seen before, what is that? And then he trusted so much in his own ability to really strengthen that voice of his, that vision of his, that taste for the music that he was bringing from Cuba into this country, that all of a sudden people were taken back by the power of how he was defending that and, and he was portraying that. And the journey of him is a journey of, of I don't know, tenacity, mm -hmm. tenacity, and also intelligence, very intelligent person, without giving himself too much importance, mm -hmm. with a strong, beautiful, very powerful sense of humor and self of, sense of self-criticism, mm -hmm. which is a very, I think, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign of wisdom. Absolutely, and I think that one of those key points of not putting himself first is the fact that he had the vision to say, my wife needs to be the person. She's Absolutely. the person that we need to push the for. She's the person that's the most important character in all this. Absolutely. But that must have been an interesting tension to play, right? Because I think that Desi probably thought of himself as sort of this leading character. And he said, oh, wait, but then my wife is the real deal here. We're going to put her to the front. Was that anything that came up when you were trying to prepare for this and, and bring that to the screen? Was that like a tension that you explored? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, he, he in, in the story also, is is told how he felt with that, with being, as they call it, the second banana. And of course there was some struggle with that, and there's pride, and there's some kind of sense of humiliation, because he was behind um, of the most important and creative decisions in the show. And sometimes he wasn't having the credit, he wasn't taking the credit for it. Not only taking the credit, but not giving the credit for mm. it uh, from others. And the literal credit, getting the music. Absolutely. Yeah. And that it's... That had to do also as well with his nationality, with mm -hmm. his origins, with him being a foreigner. But he knew his place. He knew his place and he, I guess, that conflict triggered other responses mm -hmm. that has to do with his education, the way he was educated culturally, mm -hmm. in the time he was educated, in the country he was educated by his father or grandparents where the idea of manhood, mm. uh, it's, it was very specific mm -hmm. at that time. And I guess the pressure of that and dealing with that lack of recognition maybe triggered 
some other things that he thought he was fine. He was okay with that. It was fair to feel and act that way in order to contain these others. And I guess the movie really explains and explores that, that conflict and that fire within that relationship very beautifully, which is, at the end of the day, the bottom line of two persons loving each other and not being able to really maintain a, a link of trust, mm -hmm. no? a link of really knowing the other person's flaws and accepting it. Absolutely. I think that JK, as Bill Frowley said, uh, comes from a place that has a very narrow definition of manhood and Absolutely. sort of that, that topic to explore. Absolutely. My last, my last question is asking about both Ricardo's and I Love Lucy as a show. Why do you think both of them have this incredible legacy that we still feel today? Because they were geniuses. And I tell you that once I start to, to watch the shows, first I have to watch uh, the show where, that we uh, portray in the movie, mm -hmm. Fred and Ethel Fight. Right. And then I saw the shows, but I saw that, I saw that particularly like, I don't know, like 300 times <laughs> to get the tone. To, and every time I watch it, I, I saw something new. And there was a moment where it's like, out of the obsession of me playing the character, because there's a moment where you are, you are absolutely obsessed. But beyond the obsession of an actor watching the character he's supposed to play, I was really paying attention to the detail of those two comedians creating something so revolutionary and new and advanced and so skilled by the time that it was recorded that I was even today saying, how many comedians are able to do that timing today at that speed? I don't know how many. I mean, those those situations, those that way of expose themselves, their privacy, publicly, and make fun of it, and that was that, I'm sure that was hard to maintain when you when the lights goes off and you go back home because it was so public and 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 they were making a, a big thing about they were making a a show about themselves and and showing their love so openly that I don't know how much of a wound that will create in a relationship after so many years of, of, of exposition, I think. Javier, thank you so much. Thank that was you. a wonderful conversation. <laughs> thank you for listening to Making the Ricardos. Be sure to subscribe to hear our upcoming episodes and go see Being the Ricardos in theaters and on Amazon Prime now. <laughs>